Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hallmark Movie Drafts, where our three guest panelists are all Hallmark movie enthusiasts and Deck the Hallmark podcast double-deckers who love to rate, rank, and debate all things Hallmark movies related. Forget February in the Hallmark movie world. It is February, and we are going to celebrate with our first ever Hallstar mashup draft. Now, mashup is when a favorite Hallstar doesn't have enough movies yet in their portfolio for a draft on their own. So we've combined them with one or two other Hallstars and the panelists will create a top 10 list from their collective movies. This month, it's a three-way, a three-way mash of the 16 collective movies starring Travis Van Winkle, Brant Doherty, and Mark Lucas. There are six of Brant's, six of Mark's, and four of Travis's. And so the panelist is going to whittle those 16 down to the best 10. I'm Lynn, your host, and with me is Aaron Beth, my co-host, and joining us today as guest co-host, and maybe even HMD's future legal counsel, just in case we need it, is Whitney. Whitney, welcome to Hallmark Movie Drafts. How are you doing today? Are you ready to do this with Aaron Beth and the trivia round? Thank you so much, Lynn. Yes, thank you for having me. I am so excited. I'm excited to be here. Love the podcast. And I'm excited to be a co-host today for the first matchup. Mashup. Do you have a um do you have a favorite of those three Hall stars? You know, that's such a good question. I think I thought I did, but I don't think it aligned with my movie picks, if that makes sense. I think I probably thought Brant was my favorite. Um I'm not positive that aligns I I think I might like them all equally wow that's great well I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on all of these I will be delighted if you yell out I object when someone (laughs) wants to play a movie that you particularly don't like but we'll see what happens so thanks for joining us today sure thanks for having me Okay, so Aaron Beth you and I and one of the panelists in this match will actually be jumping right into another recording session when this draft ends because we've got finally, 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 the final round of the 2023 HMD Tournament of Champions where either Mary, Dan, or Meredith will be crowned the 2023 champ. I am excited for it. And I really love the twist that the 23 and 24 player, 2023 and 2024 players and guest hosts are invited to sit in on the recording and act as the HMD jury to vote for the player who creates the best list from the top 10 movie categories that they were all given not very long ago. (laughs) Yeah, so that's like my, the whole jury twist for deciding the winner is my relentless love, passionate love of Survivor. Um, so I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, but for uh, but for today, we first have to get to the, through today's match, which I'm also super excited about. And I noticed um, I noticed that you have made some drinks for everybody to enjoy when they're playing or listening. There are three of them. One honoring a movie for each of the hall stars. There's a citrus getaway with a vodka-based cocktail. My timeless love. See what I did there? with a rum Mai Tai. And there's a non-alcoholic bevy that I'm calling the Irresistible Blueberry Bojito. It's a bojito. <laughs> the recipes are posted on the Hallmark Movie Drafts Instagram. Awesome. So I'm not um, drinking today because we do have that second recording and I'll be dead by 8 p.m. if I drink. Um, but I'll definitely have one before uh, 
before the show drops. So let's um, transition to the panelists. First up is someone who might just be named the 2023 champion for HMD. Um, if she can beat Mary and Dan, it's our buddy Meredith. Hey, Meredith, how are you doing today? Are you going to stay okay. hydrated? I am staying hydrated. Got my, my Pedialyte mixed into my water. It's <laughs> <laughs> very important. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, good luck. Good luck today. I know that um, you made a comment in the Taylor Cole draft that you did where you compared Michael Rady to a yummy cinnamon bun. So when you have three Hall stars like Travis, Brandt, and uh, Mark Lucas, do you think there's a cinnamon bun among them? I feel like of the three, Travis's jawline is too sharp to be a cinnamon bun. I think it's got to be Mark. He's he gives you the warm fuzzies. Maybe maybe um Travis is a crawler. Would he be more like crawler? <laughs> he's, a, he's a bear claw. Croissant, perhaps. I don't know. I'm suddenly hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Which, um, well, well, good luck today. You're coming into the match with a leftover veto override, so you'll get that in addition to whatever um vetoes come with the drafting position that you get. Um. Uh, and speaking of being hungry, next up is Jen, DoorDash Jen, Swiss Miss Jen, <laughs> my, my, my buddy down in um, Massachusetts, sometimes Rhode Island. I don't know where the hell she is half the time. But Jen, you made it into the semifinals for the championship round um, as well. And I actually posted an audio clip in the Instagram of you I'm talking about, we were talking about always Amore. Are you just excited to be here because it's finally not a movie that's eligible for this for a draft that you're in? Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't have to pretend to watch it again. I didn't have to watch it again. I'm all done. <laughs> all done. Are you going to take that clip too and make Tyler like it? <laughs> So, yeah, the listeners, um, if you haven't checked out the Instagram post on that, um, the legit Tyler Hines liked that clip, and I just made it. It just made it even better. So, um, Jen, you are coming. You're always a powerhouse. You're coming into this draft with two leftover veto overrides. So nobody's playing with leftover vetoes, but there's going to be a massive amount of overrides. We people can do a lot of damage with them. So. Good luck to you and thanks thanks for playing, okay? <laughs> and last but certainly not least is someone who is making their first appearance on, on, on the podcast. I can't wait to see what she does. She is well-versed in the Hallmark world. She's met all-stars at various events and she is not shy about sharing her thoughts on movies. She just might run away with the whole match. So don't count her out. It's the one and only Lisa. Lisa, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Nervous, but excited. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, are you are you at all nervous about going up against two um, experienced players? Well, I mean, I've listened to every podcast, so I know what they can do. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and, and I'm not super uh, competitive, so I'm just going to do my best not to get run over or vetoed or thrown out. <laughs> okay, there will be no throwing out. There's no fighting chances here. The, the quips yeah. is not. So <laughs> at least there's um, no betting, no bodily harm. That's our okay. basic credo. But um, Good. 
I saw that in the photo that you sent me, you've actually met Mark Lucas. So yes. what's yes. he like? Oh, he's so nice. So nice. You know, I came into this with one person in particular that I thought was my favorite. And then when we added Mark, it just threw it out the window because he's just like uh, Meredith said, he just gives you like the warm fuzzies. And he's just like that in person too. He, one of his movies he filmed here in Connecticut and he talked to me about Connecticut and how much he liked it. And I know he lives on a farm in Pennsylvania and yeah, he's about 10 minutes away from Holly Fight, I believe. And- oh, um, Stalker alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if it were me, yes. Um, he's lucky it's her and not me. And- uh, yeah, he was just very, very nice. That's so. great to that's great to yeah. hear. That's great to hear. Okay, so good luck, everybody. Um, let's start shifting into gameplay mode. If this is your first time listening, you can pause here and listen to the Hallmark Movie Drafts intro show first. That's where I go over the rules in more depth um, and how vetoes work. Or you can keep listening, and you'll probably pick it up quickly. Let's talk about eligibility. So. The movies had to air on Hallmark or a Hallmark Movie and Mysteries channel, and they must feature either uh, Travis, Grant, or Mark in a leading role. No cameos. That's a total of 16 movies as of this recording, and you can see the full list of titles on our Instagram and in our letterbox. The links to the um, HMD socials are in the show notes. Let's talk drafting positions for this match. There are three of them. Drafter C picks positions 10, 7, and 3, and Drafter C gets one veto card and one veto override card. Drafter B picks positions 9, 6, 4, and 2, and Drafter B gets only one veto card because they get more picks than anyone else, so more chances to get their favorite movies onto the, onto the list. And Drafter A picks positions 8, 5, and the number one position on the list, they get a veto card and a bonus veto card. So it's basically getting two vetoes um, with that position. Keep in mind that Jen has two veto overrides and Meredith has one veto override left over from their previous matches, as I said. So they'll get to use those in addition to whatever vetoes come with the drafting positions that they end up with. So how do we decide who, to get, who gets to be drafter A, B, or C? That's where my buddies Whitney and Aaron Beth come in with the trivia round. So um, before they do that, they're going to go over the new trivia round process that we're using for 2024. Um, the first person to answer one question correctly gets to choose whether they want to be drafter A, B, or C. The second person gets the next question correctly, chooses theirs from the remaining two positions, and so on. Just remember, if you win the trivia round, you are first up in the veto order for every pick. So that means you have to declare, you're the first to declare whether or not you're going to let a movie pick slide or if you're going to veto it. So it's a double-edged sword if you win the veto round, but good luck to everybody, Aaron, Beth and Whitney, let's do it. As Lynn said, there are some new rules. We've changed some things for 2024, so listen closely. Number one, you can't answer until Whitney or I have finished asking a question. Two, as soon as Whitney or I finish asking the question, raise your virtual hand. The first virtual hand raised will be called on to answer the question. Do not raise your virtual hand until we've finished asking the question and do not answer until your name has been called. 
Number three, when your name is called, you must answer immediately. Any pause of more than two seconds will be considered a wrong answer and the question will go to the remaining drafters. Number four, after you answer, you'll be told if you are right or wrong. If you're wrong, you can't guess again until the other two drafters have made a guess or stated they don't know the answer. And number five, there will no longer be any clues given for stumped panels. When all panelists are stumped and no one knows the answer, a new question will be given. And everyone will once again be able to raise their virtual hands to answer once their name is called on. Are there any questions? All right, well, as always, you guys don't have questions, but we do. So I'm gonna toss it on over to Whitney for the first question. Okay. In Operation Christmas, which stars Mark Lucas and Trisha Helfler, might have said that wrong, I apologize. What does Mark's character give Trisha's character for Christmas? Lisa. I think it was a snow globe. That is incorrect. Guess... Meredith or Jen, anyone want to guess? Okay, seeing Great. no answers. I just moved to the next question, Aaron Beth. Yep, I'll go ahead and ask the next question. In Mingle All the Way, which stars Brant Doherty and Jen Lilly, when their characters first meet, what item do they both want to buy? Lisa, you were definitely first on that one. It was the angel topper for the top of the tree. That is correct. So you get a little break from trivia while you decide what wow. position you want to be in for drafting. What did I tell you guys? Do not count Lisa out just because she hasn't played before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll toss it back to Whitney for that next question. Okay. In Christmas Getaway, which stars Travis Von Van Winkle and Bridget Reagan, what nut was Bridget's character disappointed that wasn't in her dessert? Uh, Jen. It was uh, an almond. That is correct. And you will pick second. And as always, Meredith, the last person gets to pick whatever is left over. Get I get stuck. what I get. So Lisa, congratulations. Do you, um, would you like me to read what each position gets or do you, do you already know them? Want me to do it again? Yes, please. Yeah. Sure. Just, yeah. Okay. So drafter C gets positions 10, seven, and three, basically towards the bottom of the list. And you get a veto and a veto over. Drafter B gets the most picks. It gets nine, six, four, and two, but only one veto. And drafter A gets positions eight, five, and the number one position, and you get basically two vetoes. What do you think? I'm gonna do A. Hey. Awesome. All right. Lisa has chosen drafter A. She'll get eight, five, and the number one position. She'll get basically two, two vetoes. Jen, would you like drafter B or drafter C? I'm trying to decide because I feel like I've been C for the last two times. Which is I'm why you like have so no overrides coming into the game. I know, which is, that's what I'm saying. So it's almost like, I don't know if I, I want another like, but also it was kind of my lucky spot. You, know? you can sell like, them on eBay. Can you sell them on eBay? Are they like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to do B this time. Go for it, Jen. Jen has chosen drafter B. So she gets nine, six, four, and two. 
She gets more picks than anybody else and she gets one veto. So she will have a veto and two veto overrides. And that leaves Meredith as drafter C. So Meredith will get picks 10, seven, and three. She'll have one veto and one veto override that comes with that drafting position, plus the veto override that she is uh, bringing into the, to the match from her, from her previous game. So there we have it. We have a lot going on, okay? So just one more thing before we get started. Um, you guys will DM me your pick uh, using the um, Zoom chat. You'll send it to me, not, not to everyone. I'll announce the title to the group, who the stars are, a little logline description that um, Stephanie put together using IMDB or Hallmark as a, as a base. Um, You'll then state your case as to why you like the movie, why you chose it, you know, why you feel you, it belongs in that position, whatever it is that you want to say. And then if your um, pick doesn't get vetoed, we move on to the next player. If it does get vetoed, you just have to rinse and repeat. Send me send me a new pick in the in the chat. All right. And then just so you know, Whitney and Aaron Beth and I have a side hustle going on. So the three of us have exchanged our personal top 10 lists for this match. And we're just trying to see how many of our titles make it onto whatever list you guys come up with. And we just get um, bragging rights and all the glory that comes along with it. That's that's about it. But it's something for us to um, to boast about. So let's get started. Everybody buckle up. Lisa, you are, um, or excuse me, Meredith, you are first up with your pick for number 10. Just DM me when you're ready. And we'll get I was, started. I was, was going to be like, nope, not Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, as, as uh, Meredith is sending it over, is that I, I kind of default to the um, to the veto order if you look at the game sheet. So, you know, I see Lisa's name first and I'm just going there and then I kind of move my eyeballs up and said, oh, no, no, I am not going to have Jen correct me this time. <laughs> okay. I have Meredith's pick for, for number 10. She has chosen a movie from 2016. It stars Allison Sweeney as Ellen. Mark Lucas is Roy. It's the irresistible blueberry farm. Ellen receives a letter that her deceased grandmother requests she hand delivers to a man in her grandmother's childhood home in Maine. And she begins a journey of discovery of her grandmother herself and quality of life. Meredith, why do you like this movie for number 10? Yeah, I'm constantly second guessing myself about this movie because I feel like it's definitely above the ones that got cut from my list altogether because it's different. Hallmark movies that are different from the mold generally stand out to me. Um, it had a, on the one hand, it had a more interesting plot than many of the older Hallmark films. But also the reason it's not higher up on my list is that sometimes the plot was just confusing and I found myself halfway through the movie going like, I don't really actually know what the conflict is. <laughs> but Alice and Sweeney's singing karaoke, Mark Lucas and her are making out in a lake. And that's not bad. So I think it should be on the list. But for the confusion of it all and some of the weirdness of it all, I don't think it needs a very high spot on this list. 
you know, um, I'm really trying not to laugh so hard because you're exactly right. The if you notice the uh, description that I gave that that Stephanie worked on when I was reading through the whole um, descriptions for the movie, it was all over the place. And when I watched it, I was like, I'm really not. I'm I'm. I think I like this. I'm just not sure. So we'll see what Lisa thinks. Lisa, do you like this movie? Do you like it at number 10? What do you think? I have it higher on the list. I enjoy this movie. The Schwimmer, um, you know, everywhere she goes, they call her Swimmer. Um, Kevin Smith in it is a little bit different than what he normally plays. Um I admit I watch this movie multiple times a year. And uh, so it is higher on my list, but not so much higher that I would veto it where it is. And it at least is on the list. So you know, I'm not going to veto I'll let it slide. Yeah. Okay. You do have two vetoes. You sure? Yep. Yeah. All right. No, I, I have definite movies that I will veto if they show <laughs> up. So. I will hold on to them for those. <laughs> I think I need to watch this again based on what you just said that you watch it multiple times because I, I tend to like a lot of the same movies that you like. So yeah, I, I like the two of them one. together. I think they're they're very good together. And unlike Dan, who I know he says he does not like, he does not care for her. I end up liking most of the movies that she's in. So Alice and the veils not the veils but anything other than the veils I uh end up liking I didn't know that Dan didn't didn't particularly care for Alice and Sweeney so I guess I won't be asking him to do the Alice and Sweeney draft yeah (laughs) no you should ask him that would be perfect why not he did the Royals draft you can suck it up for Allison (laughs) Jen what what do you think of the irresistible blueberry farm at number 10 um I agree with a lot of what Lisa said. I have it higher up on my list as well. Um, I really like their chemistry so much so that it it causes me to ignore the fact that she's very clearly cheating on her fiance uh, in it, <laughs> who is a charming Kevin Smith. Like, um, so like even though it's problematic at best that they're definitely, you know, emotionally cheating, if not more. Uh, I just really like them together and I think it's a fun little like you know moving yes is the plot mildly confusing absolutely but I have seen it more than once um I enjoyed the creepy the creepy we did research once remember at Lisa in the group trying to figure out what that wall was with the heads the like I forget what scene it is I'm gonna have to post it because I know I definitely have a screenshot but there's this one scene in the movie where there's this like window or something of like heads and we we were literally one 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 day week months ago years ago trying to figure out what this wall was or window because it was bonkers um you definitely yeah definitely i'm gonna have to look for the picture but anyway uh i yeah I, i think i'm with you lisa i think it's not enough for me to veto it i'm just happy it's on the list i just i personally have it higher because i i like it so all right all right. So Meredith, way to go. Right out of the gate, you've locked in your um, first choice for number 10, the Irresistible Blueberry Farm. So next up, Jen, you can DM me um, your pick for number nine. And while she's doing that, Whitney, what did what did you think of the Blueberry Farm movie? Did you like it? I did like it. Um, it almost made my list. I 
debated whether between this and a different movie for number 10, but it could definitely be on my list. And it was a little zany. I'm glad someone else mentioned the head thing because I thought I was seeing things and I'm glad I wasn't. That's really encouraging. But I really do like Alison Sweeney. Um, you know, my mom watched Days of Our Lives from the very beginning. Um, I used to watch it when, you know, I was sick at my grandmother's house. And so big Alison Sweeney fan. Yeah, she's she's great. Oh, my gosh. Days of Our Lives. Don't get me started. Erin Beth, what about you? Jen is Jen is really thinking hard about her number nine. She's waiting for a DoorDash to come through, right? I'm debating between two movies right now. Give me a sec. <laughs> it's fine. There's, we have all day. We have at least until 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> there is one thing that Mark does very well, and it is that dreamy-eyed look that he, he does it in every movie, makes me swoon every time, and he does it really well in, the, in this movie. I like it. It made my list. It's It's a good movie. I mean, I agree with, I'm more on Meredith's side where it's confusing. I think 10 is the perfect spot for it, but you know, but it was, I've watched it several times and yeah. I think it's Could great. that man have a uh, chemistry with a cardboard cutout or is it just me? I like that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. them because yeah. I watched them in a row, like all his movies. And then like, I chunked them that way. And I was like, he could definitely have chemistry with like anything. Did you guys watch them all together? Like, did you watch all the Brant ones? All the that's TV? what I did, yeah. And I think yeah. Meredith, you yep. said you did the same, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I did the same too. I couldn't figure out how to approach it because it's different than the ones I've done before, where they've been all one actor. So I said, well, I think I'm gonna chunk it. But then that almost made it harder because then I'm like, when I went to like merge, like I had them ranked within each category, yep, like each actor, the and then when I went to go merge them, it was very hard. Like I did it like 20 minutes before this recording. Wow. Next, send it to Lynn like 10 minutes before. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Jen has sent me her pick for number nine. She's chosen a movie from 2018. Jen Lilly is Molly. Brant Doherty is Jeff. It's Mingle all the way. So Molly starts an app for busy professionals to find a plus one without needing to navigate the romance of dating sites. An investor wants Molly to test the app, which forces her to join, and Molly matches with Jeff, and they're both horrified to find out that they have met twice in disastrous encounters. Could their business arrangement turn into something more? Lindsay Wagner plays the mom. Casey Manderson plays Molly's business associate. He has been in dozens of Hallmark movies in supporting roles, I think, beginning in 2015. I looked up his, his IMDb. So I am just going to have to do it. I'm going to have a HMD 2026 Casey Manderson draft because the movies that he has been either the Baxter in or the sidekick in are fabulous. So um, mark your calendars two years from now. <laughs> Jen, why do you like Mingle All the Way at number 10? Um, so this nine, was one sorry. of those. Nine. What? Sorry. Nine. It's nine. It's not 10. Oh, it is nine. Yeah. I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> it didn't me because I've had 10 the last few times. Um, this is one of those ones I have watched more than once and I thought would have been higher on my list. But when I started to like kind of merge them all together, I was like, there are others I like a lot more. So like, it was one of those ones, like I knew I wanted it on the list. Um, It's actually number 10 on my list. Um, But it was like kind of a 
not as not nearly as high as I thought it was going to be originally. Um, I don't know why. I I enjoy their chemistry. I love the fake the whole fake dating like uh kind of trope. Um, yeah, I mean that's I, I like them together. I think it's a fun. I the parents are awful in this movie. His boss and that coworker are awful. Like all the supporting <clears throat> characters are awful in this movie. Like. The fact that he thinks he needs to have a girlfriend to get a job, like there, it's very pro- problematic. That Lindsay Wagner is, oh, don't even get She's me started. But yet I worst still like mom it. ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, way to go! All right, so Lisa, what do you think of Mingle All the Way at number nine? I'm pretty much the same as Jen. It was my number three Brant movie because I did the same thing. I looked at each one of the guys and ranked each one of the movies for them and then combined them all together. So I have watched this multiple times. I like it. Um, I pretty much, you know, I I have watched it many times, like I said, and um, it's actually number 10 on my list. So oh. I'm fine with it being nine. Okay, Lisa's good with it at number nine. What about you, Meredith? Are you good with it at number nine? Yeah, it's my number nine as well. I feel like it's worth being on the list, but you know, there are better movies from these three guys. So I think it's at a good spot. Wow, okay. So Mingle All the Way is locked in at number nine. Um, Lisa is going to send me her first pick ever in the history of HMD for number eight. And while she's doing that, um, Whitney, do you like Mingle All the Way? I do like Mingle All the Way. It did make my list. It was a little bit higher, but I think if you would have asked me when it actually aired, I think it was one of the better ones of that season. Um, but it so I was surprised on how low it was at my list. Um, I've watched it several times. Love Jen Lily, another uh Days of Our Lives alum. Um, but yeah, good movie. I think it belongs on the list. I think I was surprised that it was lower for me than I would have thought. Wow, way to go. Um, guys, Lisa is lightning fast. I already have her pick. There was a zero hesitation i watched her fingers just fly to the key she's no she's no doordash she's no doordash i I get that i got that for a reason that nickname if i think about it for too long i will change my mind change your mind so i just i'm going with it (laughs) so lisa has chosen for number eight a movie from 2020 actually it's um Allison Sweeney plays Melissa. Mark Blucas is Brian. It's a good morning Christmas, exclamation point. Um, Two squabbling TV hosts are sent to a festival, small town over Christmas, Um, a festive small town over Christmas. Um, Mel is always prepared and Brian likes to wing it on camera. And while pretending to get along for the sake of appearances, they discover there is more to each other than they originally thought. Lisa, tell us about this movie and why you like it for number eight. Well, again, I like their chemistry together. Um, They both have been doing this a long time and they know what they're doing. And see, I mean, all she has to do is get like a couple of tears in her eyes and I'm crying. Like she doesn't even have to, it doesn't even have to drop from her eye. And she has me in tears 
Um, I like, I mean, it would have probably been higher if his hair wasn't so bad in this movie. It's the worst <laughs> hair he's ever had in a movie. It's just terrible. So, um, but I like how his character turned around. He softened up. They realized how much they cared about each other. And the scene with the horse and buggy, uh, just, you know, I keep waiting. I keep looking out my window for someone to show up in a horse and buggy. And it just has not happened yet. So <laughs> I have to get it through Hallmark movies. Do you live in an area where horse and buggy carriages are permitted? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Our little downtown area has a gazebo. Like it would be perfect for it to happen, but I don't know if it ha if it's allowed. All right. We'll get, we'll get Erin Beth on that with her um, yeah, yeah, vision do the boarding. research, please. <laughs> yeah. She's going to do her vision board magic which yeah. has never worked for me just saying um but she was pretty good with you Lisa. <laughs> they've been pretty but ineffective <laughs> jen you are first up in the veto order because of lisa's uh picking this what do you think of um good morning christmas um so it, <clears throat> it's funny because i that's the one i was debating between this and mingle when i was going back and forth because that's how i have them like in order uh, mingle was 10 this was nine um and so I was like, that's where I was going back and forth between, oh, do I want to do two back-to-back, -back, like, same actors, or do I want to mix it up? Um, I don't like their chemistry in this one as much as I liked it in Blueberry Farm. So I enjoy it. I love the whole, like, they're kind of enemies in the beginning, and they slowly kind of, like, come together. Um, I, I tend to like movies, I think, that are more like where they actually know each other uh, or take the time. But... Uh, I found their chemistry in Blueberry Farm to be more than in this one. And I remember watching it when it first aired being like slightly disappointed that like it wasn't as good as, as the other one, but I like it. Um, I'm happy where it is. It was number nine on my list. So I'm good with it at, uh, at eight. That's really interesting because in Blueberry Farm, that was 2016 and this one was four years later. So interesting about the whole chemistry dynamics and stuff. Meredith, good morning, Christmas, exclamation point. What say you for number eight? Well, I agree about the hair situation. It could be better. <laughs> um, it's higher on my list because I found the plot, you know, interesting. And I, I do like that those two leads together. Um, but it's not worth a fight for me. So I don't, I don't think I would do anything about it. I think I'd be okay with it where it is. Um, but yeah, Mark, Mark could have really used better hair in this movie. It was unfortunate. Yep. So okay. Mark's hair in this one, um, Tyler's hair and always Amore. There's, you know, there's some hair situations going on sometimes. It's a choice. It's a choice. All right. So we have so far the Irresistible Blueberry Farm at number 10, Mingle All the Way at nine. We've just locked in Good Morning Christmas at eight. So that brings us to number seven with Meredith sending me over her, sending me over her pick. Um, Aaron Beth, what did you think of Good Morning Christmas? Did you like it? Good Morning Christmas is one of my favorites. And I actually disagree about the chemistry. I, I think that they have pretty good chemistry in it. I mean, if it isn't already obvious, Mark Lucas is one of my faves. 
those eyes back to the Buffy days um, when he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But it's a it is a really good movie. And I agree with the carriage scene like that could have been a terrible movie. It could have been an absolute just dumpster fire. But that care that the, the horses and the carriage could have just saved it all. I didn't want to clarify. I didn't say they had no chemistry. I just thought it was less than the other. Okay, one. less chemistry. Like I, 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 I'm not saying that they had no chemistry in this at all. I'm just saying I found the Blueberry Farm. They had more. So I was maybe I should rewatch the them both. I'll just rewatch them both. And <laughs> yeah, see. why not? Put <laughs> an afternoon with Mark and Allison. <laughs> um, Whitney, what did you think of um, Good Morning Christmas? Yeah, I really like Good Morning Christmas. It was um, my number nine, but I think my the bottom are kind of interchangeable but great chemistry um I, I actually thought they did have great chemistry I like the little you know frenemies in the beginning so yeah I like this one you guys um in the Instagram post that I did the show prep post that I did just a, about an hour or so ago I I said is this panel going to play with love or choose chaos and you're playing with love and I love that We'll just see how long that lasts because uh, when we get to number four, you know, there may not be any hearts, but you never know. There's always, there's always a chance that you can play with love all the way through. I just haven't seen it done. So <laughs> good old blue eyes, Lucas, Meredith says. <laughs> exactly. All right. I have Meredith's pick for number seven. It is a movie from 2017. It stars Brooke Dorsey as Holly. Mark Lucas is Sam. It's Miss Christmas. Nicknamed Miss Christmas, Holly, the official tree finder for Chicago's renowned Radcliffe Tree Lighting, is left desperate to find the perfect tree. A letter from a young boy promising his tree is perfect sends her to a small town where she learns the young boy's dad, Sam, isn't willing to part with his tree. While sparks fly, she'll be forced to confront what she's really been missing for Christmas. Note, um, whenever photos of the McNary family grandmother are shown in this, it's actually um, actress Barbara Niven, who plays, you know, um, a mom in so many of these movies. I thought that was really, really cool. But she has no part in this movie, but her photos, her photos there as grandma. So Meredith, tell us why you love Miss Christmas. I love Brooke Dorsey, full disclosure. I would watch her in anything. Yeah, she's a big reason why I have this movie where I have it. I, I, I feel similar to Whitney where like my bottom five of this list, they can sort of move around or I don't feel as strongly about them as the top five. Um, but this movie is really nice because even though it technically has a pretty old Hallmark plot, Brooke Dorsey elevates any movie she's in, in my opinion. She's always very charming. And combined with Mark Lucas, I think that's a great combo. Also, there's a great moment where, uh, well, there's two great moments for different reasons. There's one where he's talking about, um, I think he's talking about his his mom passing away. And he actually like cries. He has tears in his eyes. And it's just very, it's way more performance than I expect in a Hallmark movie. And it's very nice. And then on a totally different category, um, when they have the big misunderstanding and he hears her on the phone and thinks that she's saying, this place is not for me. I'm going back to Chicago. When he tells her that that's what he heard, she actually corrects him like pretty immediately. And that usually doesn't happen. She actually says, no, you misunderstood. And, you know, 
the misunderstanding tends to be the most frustrating part of these Hallmark movies where it's really dumb. And so to have her just set him straight right away is just very satisfying. Um, so yeah, be because of Brooke and Mark, of course, this movie, I think, is at a good spot at number seven for me. Um, and, you know, yeah, even though it's still got sort of the basic Hallmark Hallmark plot, it's still interesting. Like, okay, finding a, finding the tree for Chicago and and the way they sort of compromise at the end, I think, is nice. And the, the son is very adorable. He has a very cute face. So that, that gives the movie some extra points. It's a great cast. And this is actually the very first movie I ever saw with Mark Blucas in it. So when I was putting together this draft, I really, um, I think maybe Lisa or Jen might have mentioned this as well. There was one particular Hall star that I thought for sure all of their movies was going to make this list. And I was really surprised to see how my, even though, you know, I have no stake in this game. Um, I was really surprised to see which movies made my top 10 list and which ones didn't. And um, Mark Lucas makes a lot of appearances. So I'm really interested to see um, how everyone's personal lists turned out when we, once we finalize this one and we go around and share, share what we had on our own. So Lisa, you are once again up in the veto order, Miss Christmas. Yes, no, maybe. Um, I hate to do it, but this movie is so much higher on my list that I have to veto it at seven. Okay. It, it is, I watched it again this afternoon. I love this movie. Um, and it's the same thing. I love Brooke. I loved her since, um, she was in Royal Pains, and she's another one that all she has to do is look a little sad, and I start crying, and I just, I love it. Lisa has just thrown down a, a, a veto against um, Miss Christmas, um, declaring that she wants it higher up on the list, so... Um, unless anyone wants to override Lisa's veto, we'll stop conversation about it because we're going to talk about it again. So um, since Meredith played it, Jen, that's you. Do you want to veto override it? No? No. No. Okay, great. So we will move on. So Meredith, send me another, send me another choice for um, number seven, please, since we've vetoed that one. Okay, I've got Meredith. <clears throat> Second choice here, it's a movie from 2023. It stars Brant Doherty as Mark. J.C. Elliott is Leah. It's Joel Noel. So when a romantic um, painting of a Christmas market captures the imagination of a copy editor, Leah, she is sent to France with pragmatic reporter Mark to uncover the mystery behind the artist. Will their different working styles find a way to work together? I don't know, c'est la vie. Uh, this was written by Brandt and his wife, Kimberly. Meredith, tell us about this movie and why you like it um, for your second choice at number seven. Yeah, I, I actually am happy with that veto because I think this movie should be lower on my list than I had it. So um, <laughs> this was, this is an interesting one. Again, there are certain things that can elevate an otherwise blah movie. For me, a mystery element does that, and also the beautiful scenery, because otherwise, it's a very mellow film. It's very relaxed and very chill, and some of that comes from the two leads. I don't know how much I saw a lot of chemistry between JC and Brandt, 
Um, I just, that wasn't big for me. Um, but again, I like things with a mystery element. Um, it was the one of the first movies of the year this past year where I thought I would watch this again purely for like the coziness of it. And so that usually means something to me. Um, and also the little girl in the movie was very cute. Um, so for those reasons, I think it, it probably actually makes a better number seven than than where it initially was on my list. Um, interesting plot. Um, so yeah, there's my defense. Good, good defense. You know, take me to Paris anytime if you're filming on location and, and your movie will make my list. But as a former hotel general manager, uh, the loosey goosey girl just walking into a room with like no notice, just really, no, just so inappropriate. But um, Brandt in Paris, why not? Lisa, Brandt in Paris, what do you think? Oh, this is so tough. I absolutely despise this movie. Like, I remember I hated it when it came out. I couldn't tell you anything about this movie. And I was, I had basically, when I saw it on the list, I said, no, I refuse to watch that movie again. But then I thought, you know what? I should be fair because if someone puts it on the list, I should have a reason why I don't like it. And not just the fact that I can't remember anything about it. Even Allmark Movies Now refuses to have it on their list. Like I could not find it to watch it. Um, I don't. Uh, well, now I really that wanna... I fully understand how vetoes work in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have a second one, but if I use that, then I don't have anything as we get higher. Mm. Um. I'm gonna let it go. I but I really don't. Uh, I don't like. Lisa doesn't like it, but she is not willing to use her last veto on this. Jen, are you going to do what Lisa cannot bring herself to do? What do you think of Joy Noel? I might do what Lisa couldn't bring herself to do, because I also refuse to watch it for a second time. Um, it's the last movie on my list. Um, I hated it. I was so disappointed in it because I actually really liked JC Elliott in the one she did, the fashion one. I thought she had great chemistry with mm -hmm. uh Ben, whatever the heck his name is. Um <clears throat> I thought they had zero chemistry in this movie. The child annoyed me. Like I just was like, no, like <laughs> no. So I did have it recorded on Friendly, and like I had saved it, and then I just did it. I just chose not to rewatch it because I already knew it wasn't gonna make my list. So, oh, <laughs> uh. do I hear a veto? So here's get... the problem. What's the problem? <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out here since I'm since it's odds are I only have one veto anyway, and I'm probably gonna end up using it. I also don't have Miss Christmas on my list because I don't like it. <laughs> but but I like this like one less. <laughs> so uh, I just like since I don't know, I'm not can speak more because it's probably going to come up again. But like I only have the one veto and now I have to decide which one I like least. And it's probably this one. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think I'm going to veto it. You're going to veto it? Okay. Yeah. Jen has used her one and only veto. It's leaving her with two veto overrides. 
this, I don't think this has ever happened to Meredith before. Meredith has two strikes here, two vetoes back to back. She will send me another choice for number for number seven. It's interesting while she's doing that. It's interesting. I know that I read somewhere online um, that when Brant and his wife were looking at possible co-stars for him, that they really loved the chemistry between he and, and JC. And that was one of the reasons why she was chosen. They felt that it was like really easy or something. So, um, but I agree. It's, it, you know, aside from, from Paris, it did, didn't do a whole lot. It didn't do a whole lot for me. All right. I have, I have Meredith's third try for lucky number seven. She has chosen a movie from 2020. It stars Amanda Shaw as Lucy. Travis Van Winkle is Lucas. It's Project Christmas Wish. For years, Lucy has played Santa in her small town community as she grants a little girl's wish for a Christmas like it used to be. She unexpectedly finds her own wishes coming true. Um, so uh, Travis and Amanda have some good chemistry in this. The script is good. Avery Peters plays Max, the little girl. She also played Vic Webster's daughter, Bella, in a Christmas Cookie Catastrophe in 2022. And she was in A Lifelong Love in 2023, which starred um, Andrea Brooks and Patch May. So I think this was her very first appearance in a Hallmark movie as um, as the little girl. So tell us about Project Christmas Wish, Meredith. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the problem. At least my name. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's great selling, not a great way to start selling. <laughs> um, so I can't pick any of the ones that are further up on my list because I care about them being there. Um, and then I don't want to pick any of the ones that didn't make my list because they're not good enough. So I went with one that I had at number eight that I don't feel that strongly about. <laughs> but I call me Panda because I was listening to Jen and Lisa talk about Joya Noel. And I was like, yeah, they're right. It is a bad movie. <laughs> I don't stand by it, you know? Um, so Project Christmas Wish, I liked Amanda as the lead. She was very sweet and very charming and beautiful. Um, and, you know, again, it was a pretty basic plot. But I think because this is number seven, it's not too high up. It's a fine spot for this movie. Um, it was it was sweet. Like, there was a little bit of a side plot with the best friend and the the engagement. Like, that was cute nothing high stakes um and you know this was I think this was the first Travis one that I watched like in getting ready for this draft and I had preconceived notions that like oh he's kind of the same in every movie and I only remembered him from one other and so he kind of proved me wrong when I was watching this so I think it's a safe choice um it was my number eight and so this is close enough so sorry Lisa so Project Christmas Wish is close enough for Meredith. And I just want you to know that when I started to write down the title on my list, I, I started, here's the problem, and then crossed it out. <laughs> so that's stuck in my head. Lisa, 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 what okay. do you think about uh, this movie? Meredith is becoming my nemesis, and I feel so <laughs> bad about it. 
Um, we definitely could not sit and watch a movie together, I guess. <laughs> or it would just take too long to decide which movie we would watch. Um, oh, I'm going to have to veto it because I have it way higher, like way higher. So I, I just, yeah. If Lisa came to play, she I'm has, sorry. She has used her final veto. So that's it for for Lisa as far as vetoes go. It's really Mer nothing personal, Meredith. It's just your taste. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> it's just me. Are there any movies left for you to play, Meredith? <laughs> I'll figure it out. So well, Meredith is, is going to figure out what she would like to to send as her um, fourth attempt at lucky number seven. Um, Whitney, when you were putting your list together, um, I think you mentioned that you watched the all the movies at the same time with with one actor, right? I actually didn't. I think that's the you approach <clears throat> most people took. I didn't watch them all at the same time. So I kind of mixed them up. Um, but yeah, I liked Project Christmas Wish. Um, I don't think I'd seen it before. There's a couple on this list that I kind of thought I had seen, but I don't think I'd seen this before. So I really liked it. I had it higher, but I definitely think it belongs on the list. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I, I really, I like the little girl. She was super cute. Um, and I like the whole premise of it. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I have Meredith's fourth attempt at number seven, which she has DM'd me um, with the headline, you brought this upon yourselves. <laughs> Jen and Lisa are dying. So buckle up, everybody. Here it comes. It's a movie from 2022. Philippa Northeast is Amelia. Brant Doherty is Grady. It's a royal runaway romance. Boom. Princess Amelia of Bunbury wants freedom before ascending the throne. Amelia road trips across America to explore a budding romance with an artist, but ends up falling in love with her bodyguard, Grady. Meredith, great pick for number seven. I can't imagine this getting vetoed. <laughs> Tell us why you love this movie. Mostly because they're almost all out of vetoes. <laughs> Do I love it? Um, you know... I, yeah, this was an off lister. Um, so I have emotions about royal movies, uh, negative emotions. I have rage problems with bad accents. Thankfully, the accents were not horrible. Her accent was not bad. Like, you could tell she's not British, but it, it was okay. Um, this movie is medium. Um, there's a road trip. There's, they do stuff. Um, she's like a, I'm a perky young <laughs> English woman who doesn't know about camping. And so her like attitude gets a little annoying. Like, I just want to be free and go drive across the country to find my boyfriend. I don't know. Like, mm, but I don't know if there is a, but, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Um, road trips are good. The brand is good that's probably the best I can do at this point. What did I write in my notes? Cause I know I had some thoughts. 
I said fake accents, grr, with an angry face. Um, I was angry about the country name, Bunbury. I'm really doing a great job at selling this. Um, okay, the couple at the inn where they stopped, that was cute. Uh, that was nice. That's, you are that's all panda. I got. Yeah. <laughs> you like yeah. road trips and royal movies. I don't like royal movies really, but you know, sometimes when you get vetoed four times, <laughs> you, you make do. You just have to do what you have to do. I, I don't know if Grant takes off his shirt in this one or not, but yeah. you know. He did. I, I want to remember thing. that. Oh, That's the he only did? thing I remember of that because he was Does in he? the bathroom shaving or something and she accidentally opens the door on him or something and he's just wearing, I believe, just a towel. And uh, yeah. But a shirtless man can't make a bad movie good, sadly. <laughs> shirtless man cannot make a bad movie good. If they had named her uh, country Cinnamon Bunbury, Meredith might have appreciated it a little bit more. But it is what it is. We have a Royal Runway romance at number seven. Lisa, you are out of vetoes, but I still would like to hear your thought on this movie. Um, well, out of the three, I, I know it's not a popular opinion, but Brant is the third on my on my list of Viva actors. Um, he's a very pretty face. I, I'm sorry, I put in your mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind looking at him. Um, I don't usually end up enjoying his movies all that much. Um, Jingle All the Way is, you know, it's an older one and I, I do like that one. But um, I didn't rewatch this one because I, I knew I didn't love it. I mean, isn't this the one where he like leaves her somewhere like he leaves her in chicago yeah and it only took like a few hours for her to drive back and forth from somewhere that's really far away um yeah a lot of it none of it made sense but i have no other you know nothing i can do about it now so actually there's not not only is there nothing you can do about it i have great news for you meredith there's nothing Jen can do about it because Jen used her only veto as well. So take that, you guys. Take that. It's locked in. Jen, is there anything that you want to want to say about this as you're sending me your pick for um, number six? It was number 11 on my list. Um, so it didn't make the list, but it wasn't like at the bottom. Um, I just found it as kind of a silly movie. Like, it wasn't really that great, but it wasn't awful. The fact that they, like, are like, I love you after, like, a, a four-day road trip is weird. Like, I don't know. I It, it just, it was what it was. <laughs> it was what it was. All right, so Jen's going to send me her pick for number six. As she's doing that, um, listeners, I just want to remind you that the only person left with a veto in this match is Meredith, the person who has been vetoed against most in this match. Um, so she'll have a, she's the one with the most influence here, actually. So Jen is going to send me her pick for number six. Um, Aaron Beth and Whitney, she just sent it over to me. So I'm not going to ask you what you think about a royal romance, but you can certainly chime in at the end if you have if you have thoughts on that. So Jen has sent me 
her pick for number six. She's chosen a movie from 20, from 2018. It stars um, Autumn Reeser as Tyler, Mark Lucas as Corey. It's a season for love. After her divorce, Tyler returns to her hometown to spend the summer with her daughter and mother. At her daughter's urging, she signs up for the town's yearly barbecue cook-off, where she runs into her high school sweetheart, Corey. Feelings resurface as they spend time together, but she convinces herself that she has a no time for distractions. She has a competition to win. Get out of my way. I'm going to take this on. So tell us why you love this movie, Jen, at number six, A Season for Love. So despite the fact that I watched it again for the autumn one, I watched it again for this one because I do like it. Um, <clears throat> I like their chemistry. I like the whole like food cook off kind of like storyline. Um, the whole idea that like they used to know each other and, you know, she's going to move back. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's a good movie. I think they're good together. Um, I mean, minus the ridiculous smoker <laughs> uh, thing. <clears throat> I think it's like a, a fun one. So I think it belongs on the list. Uh, it was number seven on mine. So it's a similar position. Okay, season for love at number six. I'm going to skip over Lisa for now because Meredith, you're you're the decider here. What do you think of season for love at number six? It's going to stay. You're going to veto. What do you think? Yeah, this one isn't on my list at all. It did make me want to go to Texas in the summertime, but other than that, I'm like, eh, it's a barbecue movie. Oh, Autumn <laughs> Reeser has great hair. That's a good part of this movie and the music, but other than that, eh. Um, but again, I just don't care that much about number six, so I don't want to use my veto. So I think okay. we can let it slide. Meredith is going to let it slide at number six. So while Lisa is going to send me her pick for number five, um, Whitney, what do you, what do you think of, uh, season for love? It is six? not like this. It's not on my list. Um, I don't think I like the whole cook-off trope type thing. Um, I found I thought it was boring. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that this is number six. I mean, it's not offensive in any way, but you know, but you object? Are you gonna yeah, say it? I definitely object to this being on the list. It was All right. not good. Okay, I can't sustain that objection. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was hoping Meredith was gonna have my back on this. <laughs> especially to get people back I mean I probably would have done it just because of that <laughs> I'll get people back eventually good for you so Lisa has sent me her pick for number five but before she gets to it Lisa did you have thoughts on season for love at number six even though it's locked in um, you know I like that movie I can't help it. it seems that if Mark Lucas is standing anywhere in a film I'm gonna like it so I've discovered that about myself with rewatching these movies that each time I could very easily just watch him. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked the whole uh, him and her together. Um, there's one scene where they're, I just watched it yesterday. So there's one scene where they're on a street and they both go to leave. And each one like keeps turning around to look to see if the other person's looking back at them. And it's just, I, I just think it's cute. 
I had it a little bit higher, but I'm happy it's on the list. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up that you learned a little something about yourself as, as a result of being in this draft, that preparing for this draft, because I get that comment all the time and thank you cards. It's like HM Hallmark movie drafts and better help is just like two pods in a pod kind of a thing, right? You do come out knowing knowing yourself and what you value most. And sometimes, sometimes it's just a guy with good hair and no shirt. And other eyes. Other times it's not. So I have Lisa's pick for number five. She has chosen a movie from 2021. Eloise Mumford plays Annie. Grant Doherty is Matt. It's the baker's son. The island uh, where Matt and Annie live is facing economic hardship. Of course, bread baking is going to revive that economy. Um, when Matt meets an Meets a dancer, Nicole. Matt's passion transforms his bread from bland to brilliant. The incredible breads turn around the tourism on the island. But when his bread loses its magic, the island locals turn to Annie, Matt's childhood friend and possibly true love for help. And guys, the only thing harder than Brant Doherty is Brant Doherty in an apron making bread. That's all there is I have to say about this. Tell us why you like um, The Baker's Son at number five. I think it's very silly. Like you said, the, the thought that a loaf of bread is going to save a town. Um, I like Eloise. She's in one of my favorite old Hallmark movies is Christmas with Holly. And she stars in that. And um, I watched that more times than I care to admit. And I thought they were good together. Um, and I think it was more of the townspeople, like the whole ensemble that I thought was good together. The mayor was hysterical. Um, uh, yeah. And then, like I said, he's not my favorite favorite so I was trying to put his movies in where I could and um Ooh, yeah. is this sympathy drafting here sympathy picks uh, <laughs> it might be a little bit yeah wow yeah but I I did enjoy this one so yeah, yeah. it's fun it's, it's it's harmless all right Lisa's yep. chosen the Baker's son number four Five. Um, Jen, I'm going to skip over you since you don't have a, a, any um, vetoes left. Meredith, what do you think of The Baker's Son at number five? Keep it? Throw it away? This is great. Yeah, this was number four for me. Watching, I watched it for the first time for this draft, and I agree. It's zany. It's like silly in a self-aware way, which is unusual for Hallmark. Like, it's trying to do the tropes of the French film, and I love the moment when they're freaking out about the bread and he just wakes up and the whole town is like standing over his bed in in costume it was very <laughs> funny um and Eloise is so great I really like, like her as well um yeah so I'm I'm happy with this movie where it is it was a different one it was really enjoyable so happy at number five Meredith is happy at number five so the baker's son is locked in then you guys do you does anybody need a break? Should we keep going or would you like a little break for a minute? What do you think? 
Good. Yeah, you're kind of ripping right through it. All right, we will <clears throat> we will keep going. So that brings us to Jen to send me her pick for number four. And while she's doing that, um, Erin Beth, did you like the Baker's the Baker's son? I was really hoping you weren't going to call on me. <laughs> yeah. Everyone... Okay. So next, I'm going to ask instead. <laughs> I'm like, because I did not like it, and I feel bad because everyone seemed to love it so much. Long but... with people. Oh my God. I'm with you, Aaron Beth. You're in good company. Okay. It is like... getting cut. That's I'm it. sitting here going, "Call on Whitney. Call on Whitney." <laughs> I'm going call on Aaron Beth. I can't object to two movies in a row, except you can if it's this one. <laughs> it, it is zany. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But you spend more than half of the movie watching him try to fall in love with somebody else. <laughs> and then they're suddenly in love in the last two seconds. The introduction to the dating app and the cousins I'm like what is this town doing and then that only lasts for like one second but there's bread and there's, <laughs> there's France bread. Jen rescue me surely surely what, what do you think of this movie it was my number two yes <laughs> <laughs> was my number two movie I love this movie <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's super quirky. Eloise, like, I does the quirky really well. It's silly with magic, like red magic. I don't know. The townspeople, <laughs> like the mayor all running around trying to do, like, it just, I enjoyed it. I watched it for the second time for this and I was like, yep, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> Did anyone else think the dad was a ghost for part of the movie? No. Okay. <laughs> but I can see where you would get that from. Like, he was... Did he interact with other people? Let's let's question that. <laughs> he did, because they. But it was. I think it isn't until the second half. I think you're right, Whitney. When they come and say, "Hey, what's up with the bread?" Yes, yeah. he doesn't. And there's one part where he walks through a line of people and says, "We'll be open soon," and nobody says anything or even acknowledges him except for the dog. My ghost baker is a movie conspiracy I would watch. theories that this is, that he's a ghost. Okay, it would be higher up on my list if everybody if he was a ghost. <laughs> that is not going to happen here. <laughs> All right, let me give a quick state of the list before I get to um, Jen's pick for for number four. We've got the Irresistible Blueberry Farm at ten, Mingle All the Way at nine, Good Morning Christmas at eight, finally locked in. A Royal Runaway Romance at seven. At six is A Season for Love. At five, The Baker's Son, which as you've heard, everyone on the panel absolutely adores and cannot wait to watch again. And at number four, Jen has picked a movie from 2022. Claire Bowen is Jen. Grant Doherty is Max. It's hashtag Christmas. Jen and her sister Allie's store is struggling when Jen gets the chance to enter a brand design contest. Jen poses as a family influencer, and when her video is selected as a finalist, their online sales skyrocket overnight. As she gets further into um, the competition, there's an increasing risk that Jen's online persona will be revealed. Does she continue her perfect family or reveal the truth? Jen, tell us, tell us why you like this movie at number four. Hashtag Xmas. I muted myself instead of unmuted myself, apparently. 
you know, <laughs> technology. I didn't do this for like two years teaching it all. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. Um, I I think I was probably in the minority that year it came out. I really liked this one. It was one of my top movies. Um, I think that again, it's like super quirky. Yes, the storyline is problematic in that they're like lying about having a family and that whole thing. But I also like enjoy that whole like best friends to more than best friends trope. And I think that's why it worked for me. Like I enjoyed them together. I just thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I fully admit it has problems, but I also liked it. So <laughs> Which I think is kind of the description of every Hallmark movie, right? It's got problems, but I liked it. Way to go. Okay, Meredith, what do you think? Hashtag Xmas, you were the only one left with a veto at number four. This is getting tricky. Because I, the first, the only time I saw this movie before now was I saw the last 20 minutes sometime after it came out. And I remember being really annoyed by it. I felt like the actress, the main actress was irritating like the clipped way she talks with her sort of social anxiety but then I watched it for this and I I still kind of felt that way about her at the end but I felt that way because I think she's really good like she's good at portraying this sort of like low self-confidence person and she had some good comedic moments and I also agree I like it when they're already like close friends that's just very cute um so I surprised myself by putting this at number one and I'm torn because my top three are like, I really love them all. And I, I want them to be up there, but I, they're a little flexible. So I'm like, do I let it slide? I, well, I'm kind of tempted to just thinking let it... about that. I just yeah. want the listeners to know the job, the dropped jaw reactions, the dilated pupils of everyone when she said this was number one, but you're not necessarily wrong there. Claire Bowen, the actress um, who, plays Jen she starred in um she was one of the stars and I think the series was called Nashville you know she's a great yeah. singer but that whole um clipped style of talking and the whole anxiety thing that's like her sort of shtick well, in she's Nashville. Australian too so yeah, she's Australian. doing an American wow. accent I think that's why she always sounds different because she's Australian yeah yeah that's amazing um, yeah it's a I actually like the Nashville series. So, you know, check it out if you like singing in country, Western guys, cowboys, that kind of thing. It's better than ride, folks. I'll just put it out there, right there. Okay. <laughs> Most things are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most things are. So Meredith, what do you what do you think? This is played at number four. You do have a veto. Do you want to veto it and bump it up? Because they will not be able to stop you. Oh well, actually, someone could override your veto. They're that's possible. Yeah, I think because even for me personally, I would tell you that my number two, I would watch more, like I would choose sooner than I would choose this one, even though okay. I kind of put it at number one, it, it felt like the objective thing to do. Um, I, I think it's fine leaving it at four. I, I'm still going to save my veto. Um, I'm okay with that because I can, I, I agree with the reasons people don't like it. Um, so yes. Okay, so we have locked in hashtag Xmas at number four. That brings us to the final three where Meredith is actually going to send me over her pick for number for number three. But um, 
Lisa, other other thoughts on hashtag Xmas at all? Um, it, it's not on my list at all. Um, it, it was just kind of it. I I too I loved Nashville. I watched that all the time. Um, was upset when it got canceled. Um, I like her, so I was disappointed in it, just because I am, and I didn't watch it again um, this time around because I just it, I knew it wasn't gonna make my list. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of eh. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It's just. It exists. So <laughs> full disclosure, I like I have it at number eight on my list. I fully figured you would veto that. Like I was like, nobody else liked it when it came out. I was like, I know I was in the minority like when it came out. So I, I still liked it the second time around. But it's just like, I just was like, nobody else is going to like this. I'm going to throw it out there and see if it sticks. I mean, I'm happy it's on the list because it was on mine. But I just fully did not expect you to say it was number one. Like at all that's why my job <laughs> I was kind of shocked when I put it there too yeah <laughs> like I, I I watched it that's the one I was trying to finish today because when the app was being ridiculous um and it kept spinning and I was like I just want to finish watching this so I can see if I still like enjoy it but I just like did not expect you to say oh no it's my number one <laughs> well Meredith has sent me her pick for <clears throat> For number three, um, this stars Melissa Claire Egan as Audrey. Mark Blucas is Matt. It's a movie from 2019. It's Holiday for Heroes. The plot revolves around Audrey, who runs a coffee shop, and a soldier, Matt. They exchange letters for a year before Matt moves back to the U.S. and their worlds collide. And this is actually the second Hallmark movie in which Mark Lucas played an army sergeant. The other one was Operation Christmas. So Meredith, why, why do you like this one at, at number three? I thought this would be my number one because this is one of my top movies of the last several years. I watch it every year, at least once. It's so cozy. As Lisa said, this one was filmed in Connecticut and it was filmed in January. And so it was actually snowy and cold. Um, yeah, this was the first Mark, Mark Lucas movie I saw, and he's just so charming. He's got that boyish smile, and he's so giddy about being, like, being with people and having a sort of, you know, traditional Christmas, and that just shines through. Um, also, it's got Coach Bolton from High School Musical, so that's very important. Um, so it's just ex extremely cozy. It's like Christmas threw up on this movie. Audrey is very charming. Um, it is ridiculous that somehow he used his powers to bring home the entire town for Christmas when they were supposedly desperately needed. So I don't know what he did, but uh, I'm a big fan. I also love coffee. So, you know, <laughs> my top three could switch around, but I, 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 need, I need this movie to be up here. And I guess it is. It is because they, Lisa and Jen have no vetoes to stop you at all. So while Jen sends me her pick for number two, I'll ask Lisa what you think about Holiday for Heroes. Make my top 10. I, I was trying to be fair when I put it together and kind of wanted to have at least some from each of the actors. Um, I, I enjoy it. 
I mean, I, I honestly, when he, when Mark talked to me about it at Christmas con, I don't think I had seen it. I of course did not tell him that, but um, I don't think at that point that I had watched it before. And um, after we talked about it, I did watch it and it's enjoyable. Um, I just think a lot of the movie, a lot of the Hallmark movies where there's troops involved, it's just ridiculous. The things they want you to believe that will happen. Um, so most of those movies are not high on my list. I'll watch them and I'll probably enjoy them and they might make me cry a little, but I'm not going to go back to them again and watch them again. I did this one just to refresh, but like I said, it didn't make, it didn't make my top 10. It didn't make mine either. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um. Wasn't that the one Lisa that like Hillary Burton we thought was like originally going to be in it, and then there was like some conversation because she had talked about like oh there was a movie film that year that was near where she lived, and then she had Maybe, decided like yeah. yeah like I almost feel like if she had been in it I might have enjoyed it more. <laughs> See, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it less. Oh. <laughs> so if there's one thing we're learning, it's that the three of us can never watch a movie together. No. You two can. <laughs> well, we can watch Xmas together though. Sure. Even we though it was lower on my list, it. I still really yeah, like it. I wouldn't feel bad about falling asleep <laughs> during it. <laughs> I have <laughs> ringing endorsements here. I have Jen's um I have Jen's pick for for number two. So just to recap, we've got the irresistible blueberry farm. That's a Mark Lucas movie at number 10. At nine, we have Mingle All the Way. That's a Brant movie at nine. At eight is another Lucas movie, Good Morning Christmas. At seven, after three vetoes, Meredith finally locked in a Brandt movie, A Royal Runaway Romance. At six is A Season for Love. That's Mark Lucas. At five is The Baker's Son with Brandt. At four is Hashtag Xmas. That's Brandt. At three is Holiday for Heroes. That's Blucas. It's a battle of Blucas and Brandt and Blucas and Brandt and Blucas and Brandt. And finally, at number two, we have Christmas getaway, Travis Van Winkle. Trying to make it onto the list. He plays Scott. Bridget Regan is Emery. It's a movie from 2017. It's Christmas getaway. A travel writer, Emery, plans to spend Christmas alone, but finds herself double booked with a widower, Scott, his mother, and his daughter at the holiday destination. With no other rooms available, they decide to share the cabin and take on the daughter's list of Christmas traditions. Terrell Rothery plays Travis's mom in this. She's a mom in so many movies. And Keith McKechnie plays Clayton in this. He's a Hallmark daddy in so many of these. So great cast. Um, Great little trope about, oh my gosh, there's double booked and there's only one place for us to stay. Um, but it's a super fun movie. Jen, um, that's why I love it. Why do you love Christmas Getaway at number three? Yeah, I mean, one, I do think- Two, sorry. It, two. Oh, two, yeah, number two. Um, we do need a Travis one on there somewhere. Um, I think that uh, it's- it's a fun movie. I enjoy like the fact that he's like, it's like, I, because I watched them in order, I watched like the babysitting one first. And then um, 
went to this one and I was like, oh, scruffy Travis, like, hello. So my notes literally say like appearance of scruffy, like Travis um, with the beard and the like. Uh, so I just think I just think it's a fun one. I think like them doing the the kind of starting the movie and like kind of finishing it with the almond thing is like a a fun little like thing and I don't know I just enjoy it I can't I mean is it in the grand scheme of things I had others of his like that were maybe higher than that one but I do think this one is a fun one that should be on there so Meredith do you think this is a fun one that should be on there at number two I have problems (laughs) (laughs) see I'm thinking yeah, I don't really care for this movie. I'm not a fan. Bridget Reagan is a fine actress, but I'm stuck thinking of her in the Christmas stocking movie, which is blue and depressing, and I don't like it. So I always think of that. And she was a villain in White Collar, which was amazing, but I just can't, I don't sympathize with her as a lead in a Hallmark movie. Um, and so I was surprised because I know people love this movie and I thought I would. And I didn't hate it, but I just don't love it. But here's the thing. If I veto this, y'all have a million veto overrides anyway. But if I veto number one, which I think I know what somebody's number one is going to be, and I disagree with it, that's going to get overrided too. So I'm stuck. I think. Oh, well, does Lisa save. have? Lisa doesn't have a veto override, and I can't override my own pick. That's true. Just to be clear. Yeah. I think I'm going to let this one slide too and save my fighting chance for number one in case it doesn't go my way. You sure? Because the dynamics will change at that because the number one will be Lisa's and Jen will have a veto override. Mm. So no one can override your veto here, but you can be overridden at number one because Lisa is the picker. That's okay. I'll save it anyway. You're going to save it? All right. Yeah. We have locked in Christmas getaway at number two and Lisa is going to send me her pick. For number one and as she and as she does that Whitney what did, what did you think of um Christmas Getaway um it was my number two so I agree I really like this movie um I thought they had great chemistry I like the little girl I like the cabin mix-up trope like you know I thought that was really fun I thought there was a lot of Christmas in it so I agree um I like this movie great so yeah I actually I love that movie a lot so I'm I'm happy with that at at um number two I have Lisa's pick for number one so um again we have the irresistible blueberry farm at 10 mingle all the way at nine at eight good morning Christmas at seven a royal runaway romance at six Season for Love at five, The Baker's Son at four, hashtag Xmas at three, Holiday for Heroes at two, Christmas Getaway, that's Travis finally making an appearance onto this list. And at number one, Lisa has offered up a movie from 2017. It stars Brooke Dorsey as Holly, Mark Lucas is Sam. We have talked about this before, just very briefly. We're going to talk about it again. It's Miss Christmas. And again, nickname Miss Christmas. Holly's the official tree finder for this Chicago um, tree lighting ceremony. She gets a letter from this little boy. She goes to the tree farm in this little town. Mark Lucas is there. He's the dad. I'm not going to part with this tree. 
um, and sparks fly. So Lisa, tell us now why you love Miss Christmas. I just love everything about this movie. I, like I said, Brooke, she is so good in it. Um, she's so likable. Um, I really enjoy anything, like I said, anything Mark does. I think their chemistry, uh, to me, it was very believable that they were falling for each other. Um, now, whether that's just that look that Aaron Beth was talking about earlier of him being able to just look at someone and you think that he's madly in love with them immediately. Um, their whole meet cute where he was calling her city girl and um, the way they just look at each other. The little boy is adorable. I saw that he's now 16 and uh, I can't imagine that he's like 16 at this point. Um, is he still doing movies? I believe he is. Yes. Yeah. Again, far-fetched, you know, that they bring at the end when they bring everything to the farm as a second tree, because they've already done the one tree in Chicago. Um, and then they bring all the decorations to the farm so that they can decorate that tree for the people in that town. It's a little, you know, far-fetched, but I love it. She loves it. What about you, Meredith? You can stop this at number one, or are we going to lock it in at number one? I don't like making enemies. <laughs> but it was vetoed three times when it didn't matter. So now that it does matter, I just think it's a travesty. Oh, that wasn't supposed to be a pun, but it is. <laughs> I just think it's sad that Tis the Season to be Merry is nowhere on this list. Because it was up there for me. And I mean, I can't guarantee that she's going to pick it. But I think I got to veto Miss Christmas. It deserves to be on the list too. Unlike Royal Runaway Romance. But here we are. Um, So I'm going to veto it. So Meredith is going to veto Miss Christmas. That was played by Lisa. Jen, you are the only one who could do a veto override if you are inclined to. What do you think about Miss Christmas as number one? Are you going to veto override it so it gets locked in? No. At least... Nope. <laughs> no. She already said she hates this movie. I already movie. said I don't like this movie. I, I don't know what it is. I love Brooke. I love Mark. For some reason, I just found this movie boring. Like, I did did not enjoy it. I was like, I know I've seen it once before. The fact that they try to gaslight him for like get to give up this tree, like your mom would want you to do this, like made me angry. Like leave the tree. Do not cut it down. I don't care that it's gonna build houses for people. No, like I no. So no, I'm not gonna override this. No. <laughs> Jen doesn't volunteer for um, Houses for Humanity or anything like that. So Lisa. Not when you're chopping down somebody's like family heirloom <laughs> tree or whatever the heck you want to call it. The heirloom tree. So Lisa's going to send me another pick for, for number one. It got vetoed by, by Meredith. Um, I have Lisa's replacement pick for number one. She's chosen a movie um, that we have actually talked about didn't we talk about this before I think? yes, yes I've, we have I've we have talked it. about this yeah um it's from 
2020. It's it's Travis Van Winkle is Lucas, Amanda Scholl is Lucy. It's Project Christmas Wish. So this is the one that has Avery Peter. Um, yes, Avery Peters in it as Max, the the little girl, um, and all the little wishes that that um, the character Lucy makes for the for the town. Okay, Lisa. So you feel good about this one for for number one as your replacement? I do. She does. It was it was my number one. And guess what? <laughs> it's the number one. <laughs> yes. No one can do anything Miss about Miss Christmas it. was number two. But <laughs> since I knew that Jen wouldn't override it, and I knew Meredith didn't love it, I figured if I threw that out there first, it would get vetoed out and my real one would get put in. Sneaky. So I guess I understand this podcast a little better than I thought I did. <laughs> with a little strategery. As, That's as what James I tried to do with Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is a great list. Before I read it again for the final time, let's hear from uh, Whitney, Aaron, Beth, and I um, to see how our little side hustle turned out. And then I'd love to hear what your personal lists are and um, any movies that didn't make it any movies that didn't make it onto the list. So Whitney, how did you do in um in matching the the final list or what was on your what was on your top 10 list starting at number 10 and going up to number 1? So 10 was Miss Christmas. Um 9 was Good Morning Christmas. 8 was Hashtag #Christmas. 7 was Mingle All the Way. 6 was A Royal Runaway Romance. Five was Timeless Love. Four was Project Christmas Wish. Three was Operation Christmas. Two was Christmas Getaway. And one was Tis the Season to be Merry. Great list. Great list. What about you, Erin Beth? What was your list like? I would I would just like to say that for the first time ever, I've gotten four of my picks in the right spot. I'm terrible about that every time. I'm very awesome. proud of myself. <laughs> with starting with number 10, The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Nine was Christmas Getaway. Eight, Adventures in Love and Babysitting. Seven, A Royal Runaway Romance. Uh, six, Timeless Love. Five, Project Christmas Swish. Four, hashtag Xmas. Three, holiday for heroes. Two, good morning Christmas. And I will put it in the category with um, Autumn Racer and the Thanksgiving Parade. Tis the season to be merry. It is a travesty, as Meredith said, that it is not on this list. It was on my list, but. You had, it was you had the number one. I know you it was number it was number three on my list, but I felt like I had just had to stick up for Project Christmas Wish. Wow. It was my it was also my number one. Tis the season was your number one. Yeah. So here's here's mine at number ten, Project Christmas Wish. At nine, Good Morning Christmas. At eight, Season for Love. At seven, Miss Christmas. At six, The Baker's Son. At five, The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. At four, Christmas Getaway. At three, Tis the Season to be Merry. At two, Mingle All the Way. And at number one, I can't believe it's not on the list, just like Tis the Season uh, to be Merry isn't on the list. At number one, Timeless Love. Mm -hmm. Timeless Love. I love that movie so much. So um, my Lisa intention was to play that when hopefully Meredith vetoed Xmas. 
Really? Just so we're clear. <laughs> because it was like I was like, she's gonna veto this. Like, there's no way I'm like the only person who likes this movie. Like, it was lower on my list. Nope. It's, timeless it's her number on one. My list too. Was it? I yeah, love Timeless Love. I've seen it like eight times. <laughs> I had never I had never seen it before. I really liked it. It was on my list yeah. too. It's my favorite trope. In fact, we're doing a um we're doing a time loop, Groundhog's Day, time travel draft in um in April. So, and I will keep the panelists a surprise, but there, there might be three guys that you know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, so Jen, what was what was your top ten list? Um, so mine was uh ten was mingle all the way. Nine was Good Morning Christmas. Eight was Xmas or hashtag Xmas. Seven was Season for Love. Uh, six was Christmas Getaway. Five was Timeless Love. Four was Blueberry Farm. Three was Project Christmas Wish. Two was The Baker's Son. And number one was Tis the Season. Yeah, yeah. Um, How about you, Lisa? What was yours? Um, My number 10 was Mingle All the Way. Nine was Christmas Getaway. Eight was Good Morning Christmas. Seven was Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Six was Timeless Love. Five was The Baker's Son. Four was Season for Love. Three was Tis the Season to be Merry. Two was Miss Christmas. And one was Project Christmas Wish. Okay. And how about you, Meredith? What was your top 10? Um, yeah. My 10 was Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Nine was Mingle All the Way. Eight was Project Christmas Wish. Seven was Miss Christmas. Six was Joyeux Noel. Five was Good Morning Christmas. Four was The Baker's Son. Three was Holiday for Heroes. Two was Tis the Season to be Merry. And then one, to my own surprise, was Xmas. So you guys, so once again, Tis the Season to be Merry was on all three of your lists, but it never got played. That's it's the Thanksgiving Day Parade all over again. It is. It it's really like is. Curse of HMD. It's it probably crazy. would have been though, because I switched Holiday for Heroes with Tis the Season right before I played it, because I wanted to make sure it made it on there. And if I had said Tis the Season at three, it probably would be. Yeah. yeah. The two that made it on that I didn't have were my 11 and 12. So, like, they had like, like the Runaway and then the Holiday for Heroes were like my 11 and 12. So, they weren't like egregious, like a veil movie. No, actually, in listening to in listening to your list, it's basically all of the movies that were on your list basically got played or talked about or vetoed, except yes. for except for the um the the merry the the tis the season to be merry one that and timeless got, love and timeless love just never just never made it on there. But still, you guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was the first ever mashup. We will be doing another one. I loved hearing about your approaches to how you watch the movies when there's like different hall stars involved and it's not a it's not just a single hall star. So thank you so much. Um last time for the final for the final time this is the singular definitive list of the 10 best Hallmark movies featuring either Travis Van Winkle, Brant Doherty or Mark Lucas as drafted by Jen, Lisa and Meredith. Here we go. 
At number 10, The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. That's Mark Lucas. At nine, Mingle All the Way. That's Grant Doherty. At eight, Good Morning Christmas. That's Mark Lucas. At seven, A Royal Runaway Romance. That's Grant Doherty. At six, Season for Love. That's Lucas. At five, The Baker's Son. That's Grant. At six, Hashtag Xmas. That's Grant. At three, Holiday for Heroes. That's Mark. At Two, Christmas Getaway, that's Travis. And at number one, it's Project Christmas Wish, starring Mark Lucas. Great job, No, everybody. starring Travis. Oh, starring Travis. What did I say? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you know, I almost made it through. I almost <laughs> made it through. It's that number one. It kills me every time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, great job by everyone but me. Great job, everybody. This is a great list. You can um, see it on the letterbox uh, when this when the show drops. So let's all say bye. 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 Eat bread. This is season two. Be married. Hallmark Movie Drafts is a monthly production. Stephanie Prichelle creates the movie synopses using descriptions from IMDb or Hallmark.com as a base. Kate Baca vets the list of eligible movies and manages our Letterboxd account called Hallmark Drafts, where you'll find the list of eligible movies for each show, as well as the final top 10 list and the panelists who drafted them. Erin Beth Cermak creates the where to watch list and the trivia round questions, and along with Stephanie and Kate, provides additional creative, research, and hosting support. I'm Lynn Austin. I'm the showrunner, producer, and host. I staff the panels, create the show topics, manage the production schedule and the HMD socials, and edit and publish the podcast. Intro and outro music is provided courtesy of Amato Zapana. Thank you to the Deck the Hallmark Double Deckers who share their passionate opinions on these Hallmark movies that we love, or maybe not love, so much. Mm-hmm.